Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 2956, What Pushes Your Buttons? How to Manage Your Insecurity, by Dr. Margaret Rutherford of drmargaretrutherford.com. And I'm Justin Mollick, your personal narrator, reading to you every day, including holidays. And with that, I'm gonna continue reading to you as we optimize your life. What Pushes Your Buttons? How to Manage Your Insecurity by Dr. Margaret Rutherford of drmargaretrutherford.com. From the first to about the eighth grade, while the other kids were socializing at lunch, my mom picked me up so I could go home and rest. I had a neurological problem that made it dangerous for me to be too physically active or get too hot. I hated it. Walking back on a campus was awful. I fought tremendous feelings of insecurity as I rejoined whatever was going on. In elementary school, I'd be tagged it as soon as I reached the playground or told I had cooties, whatever those were. Everyone but me, it seemed, thought it was hilarious. By the time I reached junior high, girls would be huddled together giggling about something that probably had nothing to do with me, but my 13-year-old brain screamed that it did. I grew hypersensitive to whether or not I was accepted, and so I did stupid stuff to call attention to myself. That wasn't helpful. Insecurity lives underneath a lot of rocks. All of us had insecurities, and over the years, I've heard many of its causes. Maybe your parents fought all the time, embarrassed you, or were mean. Maybe you were the tallest one, the shortest one, the one with asthma, or the one with big ears. You were the one who got picked last, the secretly gay one, the one who couldn't focus, the one who was really, really smart the one who developed early or the one who developed late, the one who didn't identify as their gender, the one who wasn't into sports, the one who was into sports but couldn't afford to play, the one who had a different color skin, the one who was or wasn't Baptist or Catholic or Jewish, you name it. Insecurity can be found under a lot of rocks. Often those early feelings seep into your consciousness so that long after you think you've left them behind, they can still manage to influence your thoughts and feelings. How do you know if this is happening? There's a surefire way to tell. How to tell if past insecurities or hurts are governing your reactions. The clue is when you overreact or underreact, or put another way, when your buttons get pushed. You're not responding to what's actually happening in the present, you're reacting, a deep-seated part of you that uncertain or fearful child is being triggered. 
any response is changed because of that hurt. Here's an example. You see on Instagram that friends got together and you obviously weren't invited. If you immediately become angry or obsess about why no one texted you or jump to the conclusion that somehow you've done something wrong, the intensity of your reaction is the telling clue you're overreacting. Or let's say your new boyfriend gets really mad at you for not checking in with him one night, tells you you must not care or that you're selfish and threatens to break up with you, what do you do? Your gut knows he's out of line, yet you say nothing. Instead, you shove your own feelings under the rug. What button is being pushed? Your mom always yelled at you. Your answer was to go to your room and avoid her wrath, so now you're repeating that and you're underreacting. In both instances, you're not interpreting things with your more mature self. Instead, the little child in you that dealt with schoolyard bullies or angry parents is governing you. You're responding not to the situation at hand, but to times when no one sat by you in the cafeteria, when what you had to wear was dirty or torn, when some boy or girl told you to take a hike, when you didn't catch a pass or make a goal, or when a parent mocked you or called you worthless. Three steps to keep your past in the past. Number one, recognize when your buttons are being pushed. Do your best to pay attention and see when you're overreacting or underreacting. When you recognize what's triggering your own vulnerability, you give yourself control over your own choices, including how you want to respond to the current situation. Number two, practice compassion for yourself. Confront whatever shameful voice you've discovered lies in your head and heart, and remember that you've done the best you could given whatever circumstance you were handed. Additionally, Look back on that child you were and feel compassion for the strengths and resilience they developed. Maybe even think about the words you'd use to comfort them if they were someone you encountered today. Then turn that comfort inward. You deserve that compassion that you didn't receive as a child. And number three, adopt a healthy mindset that can accept your vulnerabilities. For example, it's time for deep self-acceptance, including my vulnerabilities. Understand that there can be healing in the present for you in this very moment. It can be life-altering to accept that you struggle with self-worth and avoid speaking up because you struggled in school, or that you tend to get mad too fast because you were bullied, or that you can be judgmental at times because you grew up in a very rigid family that didn't allow for individuality. Your childhood doesn't have to define you anymore. You can define you. You just listened to the post titled, What Pushes Your Buttons? How to Manage Your Insecurity by Dr. Margaret Rutherford of drmargaretrutherford.com. Thank you to Dr. Rutherford. For you, it may have been decades since an insecurity was formed, so this is definitely not easy to manage. It's not something that you can simply turn off today. It takes a lot of effort to overcome things that have really become who we are for years, again, even decades. And I definitely have some of my own. When she was listing different causes near the beginning of the post, I can see myself in a few of them. For many of my elementary school classes, as an example, I was the only one with brown skin. At the time, I didn't think much of it, but it definitely shaped who I am. And I didn't really think about it much until reading this article. 
I'm sure you have some of your own, but again, not an easy task to undo some suboptimal thinking. Even just recognizing it is a challenge in itself. My go-to exercises here that have been shown to help with recognizing things like this are journaling and meditation, both useful tools to recognize patterns and ways of thinking. So if this is an area that struck a chord with you, I'd say go slow, maybe try an exercise like meditation or journaling or some kind of counseling or therapy, and hopefully then integrating compassion and the other advice Dr. Rutherford shared. And I say all that not to discourage that it's really difficult to do, but to hopefully give you hope that these changes can be made even if they don't come quickly or easily. Just gotta stick with it. So do stick with it. I'll do the same. Thank you for being here and listening. Have a great rest of your day and I'll be back tomorrow as usual where your optimal life awaits.